So we've been doing this podcast for, I think, two years now. We've done four seasons, almost 100 episodes. Not quite yet, I don't think. But we figured it would be nice to spend some time kind of reflecting on what we've learned, where we've been the past month or so, and what we plan to do going forward. Um, so I think maybe it's best to just start with what we've been doing for the last month or so, and then maybe we move into some other things. So we'll start with you. What have you been doing for the last month or so? Yeah, uh, we haven't really podcasted in a while, at least a month. Uh, part of that was good reasons and part of that was bad reasons. But <laughs> I've been traveling a lot and out of town. Um, had some sort of unfun like family stuff to, to deal with and figure out so that ended up being a sort of stressful thing. Um, so it's been pretty up and down for me. Uh, but I have been very focused on uh, the big project, trying to build my spaced repetition software. I actually brought on my first two alpha testers last week and sent Why? out an actual oh. alpha test. Why am I not on that list? Because, because um, Apple is a pain in the ass and uh -huh. you use an iphone and so it's i haven't been able to get that to go through the pipeline they have to you have to pay the money you they have to review it there's some things that make it hard to get onto an iphone but i think i have that figured out this week um, could you could you make it for my light phone <laughs> i no, right they don't allow <laughs> no, no. other apps no. like they explicitly say not that although you would think like a spaced repetition memory thing would be perfect for the light phone send uh, the guy an email yeah but, oh, okay not on my Will he phone. get it they don't do emails right actually one i one idea i had that i think would be kind of neat is to set up a sort of almost like plug-in system or something to where uh you could be asked these flashcard question type things over like, like let's say discord through a bot uh, and you could respond to that as yes i remember no i don't you know it would, it would send you the question you would respond to it or thumbs up it would send you the answer and you would say yes i remembered it or no i didn't uh and then maybe you could also do that over whatever message i guess just text right for the phone but maybe yeah. there's a way you could relay it through text so you would just get these things that pop up and you would respond to it discord bot would be awesome because if it's on my iphone i probably won't be using it much right right um i mean i have it to where the the app will send you notifications in that form where it asks you a question as like a pop-up notification and you just interact with it through the notification and that's it you don't even open the app which is i actually think really great i think that's a big missing thing from space repetition is that rather than do these big sort of binges on it you just do it periodically at random times through the day it gives you a little bit of space to like think about what you saw or the the thing you're trying to remember rather than just yeah. through a bunch anyway that's getting off topic i've been working on that a lot i got my first two testers on i hope that ios will be through the apple you know obstacle course within yeah. hopefully middle of next week and then i think i have the website working hopefully so i'll bring you on really soon and i'll start start scaling testers out that way and hopefully get something get something going but that's a major major milestone for me yeah like it got that far 
good job. Yeah, thank you. How about you? All right. Well, I've been working on another painting. And then, well, so it's my second painting, right? Because I finished that first one. Then I started a second one. And then I thought that I finished it. So I handed it over to dad to get it framed. And then I, I started another one. And then I took back that one. I was you like, recalled it. Yes, I recalled it. And I'm basically completely redoing the whole thing. And I'm also recording the process and everything. So I put the third one on hold, went back to the second one. And that one I'm trying to finish. I was supposed to finish on the first. It's the seventh now. And so I'm running behind and it'll still probably be a little while, but I've made a lot of progress on it. So it should be done fairly soon. But yeah, so I've been working on that painting, but also I've kind of been jumping back and forth before I decided, okay, it's time to finish this one. I've been jumping back and forth on like these smaller paintings and kind of experimenting with smaller bits of, of art that I can do in between the bigger paintings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, short little gouache paintings I can do in two days or a day or something and, and recording those, turning those into, you know, reels or whatever. Um, I haven't done that in a few weeks, but I want to do more of that. So focus a little bit more on smaller things in between the bigger paintings. So I've just been kind of experimenting. The other thing that happened was for a while I was working on this, you know, I had these grand plans, these, you know, huge ideas of coming up with this big story and then, you know, doing all these paintings that were all interconnected and it would, you know, follow this giant plot line or whatever. And that was going to be so awesome. And then, you know, you start working on it and you realize, oh yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I've just wasted like three weeks. So I had to kind of come to terms with this, like letting go of this thing that I was working on for a long time. And at first it was kind of painful, but now it's sort of freeing. It's, oh yeah, I can just, I can just do whatever and I'll figure things out as I go and just kind of slow down a little bit and relieve some of that huge amount of pressure of trying to come up with everything, have it right, and then execute all of these paintings. It's just sort of, you know, I can sit back, relax, try something out, then try something else and just sort of bounce around, and I, which I think is what I needed. So I basically just took a big step back from from that. You, Because you had this big overarching narrative story world that you wanted to establish you're, you're saying that's what was this oppressive i had an idea that it would be cool if i had <laughs> this giant narrative i did not have that um, i mean i had some things that i thought would work but it just when it came time to actually turn those into images things became a little bit more difficult and it was just i i can't figure it all out at once it, anyway i mean it's too yeah complicated or vague to try to explain exactly but basically i had to let go of some of my bigger plans and then just sort of have some fun and experiment and i i'm very happy with that decision but yeah no i i've kind of had a little bit of a similar not to the same level but a, a bit of a similar mental trajectory where part of the whole thinking around me trying to build this project the memory software stuff it's really just a, a piece of this bigger idea where i've just felt like 
so much software and that this just everything that we interact with not everything but a lot of what we interact with is so abusive and it's it's got such an agenda to try and take from you and it feels like any amount of success that anything has it immediately has to grow it has to get bigger it has to make more money it has to take more from you and you can even see it with discord which has been probably my favorite platform for mm -hmm. a long time because to me it just it feels very honest in the sense that you're just talking to people you get to decide what you see and what you don't it's not voted on the 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 term for this is enshittification that's been sort of uh put into the lexicon where <laughs> like you can see it happening already where there's all this yeah. stuff that's starting to show up. It's becoming a platform. There's all these plugins. There's all this stuff you get with Nitro. There's you know, special reactions you get if you pay for them. Like, you know, it's headed there. Anyway, part of this kind of builds into this feeling of mine of like, hey, I have these skills that I've developed over the years building software. I would like to build things that are not like that to as much as I am able to, you know, it should be free or inexpensive and they should offer you a lot and not try and abuse you or trick you or you know they shouldn't the goal shouldn't be to become as big as possible and eat the world at the cost of being good for users i have this idea and so i've thought about all the different things that could fit and how they would sort of interlock and you build things for people and build their trust and give them tools that they're going to use forever and whatever and like all this stuff it built into this giant sort of dream plan thing and it was getting a little bit paralyzing because i'm just i'm just working on a program you know it's in a way yeah. it's not that special it, it's just spaced repetition other people have done this too i hope to do it better but that's not even a given so i don't know i kind of had to get to the same place of hey i'm just going to focus on this thing and i'm going to try to make it good and we'll see where it gets to and once I've kind of reached the, uh, you know, the boundaries of what I want to do here, then I can think about the next thing. And rather than think top down of like, here's my dream, here's everything, more like think bottom up of I'm going to build this and hopefully it'll be good. And if it is, I'll build the next thing and hopefully that'll be good. And the, the all those little things together define the bigger thing. And it, it feels yeah. like almost a, a semantic difference, but being able to think that way has been pretty freeing. I think that's similar that, to what you're saying. It's exactly the, yeah. Yeah, you, the grand plans are really exciting. And then you go yeah. to do them, and you can only do them on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And it's just not, it's not a thing that you can do all at once. It, you have to build the little small things. One one place where this has kind of started to show up is, you know, I've been doing the, the life drawing classes. So, you know, I go once a week to this life drawing class you got to draw the model or whatever. I've also started doing another one once a month. So I do one once a week and then another one once a month. But anyway, so I've been doing that quite a bit. And my mentality going into it, I think I started somewhere at the beginning of this year. So I've been doing it for almost a year now, I think. But my mentality at the beginning was, oh, man, you know, I want to be good at drawing figures. And then you you have such a, a personal attachment to it so if you do a bad drawing you think oh god i'll never be able to do this this sucks i suck this is awful and so it, it very much depends you know if you have a good week you feel great you have a bad week 
you feel awful. And it was just kind of like that to, through many months. And then it started to flip where now I feel like I'm just going fishing, <laughs> you know, but I just go out. I enjoy the day fishing. And if I catch something cool, and if not, then, you know, whatever. I had a good day fishing because I've noticed that there is no like, you know, perfect upward trajectory or anything. There's not, it's not like the fish always get bigger every time you go fishing. Sometimes you catch a really big one and other times you don't. However, over time, you slowly learn some things that, you know, make it more possible to catch more fish or whatever. You you find the spots that you like, you bring the, the gear that seems to work better, whatever. I mean, there are things that improve, but really... Right. You know, it's up to fate and it's up to whatever complex thing that's happening that day. You know, if I had a bad day, I might not do well if I'm exhausted or or whatever. Like there's so many factors that go into that. You just can't expect it to always go up. So I've just sort of developed this mentality of going fishing and I've started to that started to kind of bleed into everything else. It's, well, let's just do it. Let's just let's just mm-hmm. see. And uh, it, I've started taking bigger risks, which is going to sound silly, but I used to do all my drawings and, and paintings on uh, paper, just like, you know, simple newsprint, cheap paper or whatever when I go to class. And then uh, I'll try to keep this story short. But basically, my, one of my illustrator friends that, that goes to class with me, he, he got us some or I got me some mat board, which is, you know, the stuff they use to frame paintings and you, you can paint on it, but it's kind of fancy, sort of expensive. And he's like, here, you should try this out at the next, you know, long pose night or whatever. And I was like, whoa, I can't do a painting on a fancy piece of, of board or whatever. Like that's like, I know it's stupid, but you just have this yeah. fear of, you know, if you make a mistake on a, you know, on a nice piece of artboard, man, you really screwed up. If you make a mistake on a, some newsprint, well, then who cares? But I did it. You know, I tested out his mat board and some artboard or whatever. And the cool thing was that, you know, I, I definitely have had some epic failures on the more expensive boards. But the cool part is that if you get it right or you get one that looks good, you have this fancier piece of art that I could probably sell or, or something. I mean, it's just like, yeah. oh, this could be hung up. This is cool. I took a bigger risk, and many times I have failed harder than if I had just done it on a cheap piece of paper. But but if you if you catch the fish, if it goes well, then you have this a much higher reward. So I don't know. I've I've slowly become not to jinx it, and it's it's not like it's always there. But this mentality of just experimenting, having fun, taking bigger risks, and actually enjoying them instead of just being terrified of making a bigger mistake. Yeah. Um, so for the last month or so, I've just been feeling, you know, I don't know, more risky and more just enjoying this process of let's see if it works out. Let's see if I can, you know, hook this this fish or whatever. Um, so I've been I, I like that. that. I like the I like the fishing thing a lot. That's a very kind of zen way of looking at it. Because I felt that totally different area, but I was I've mentioned I had really focused a lot on just health and exercise and activity and diet and all that stuff. It's just been a major focus this past year. And 
by its nature, or at least by my nature, you know, the goal is to get stronger, to get faster, to, you know, have a better, uh, the blood numbers come back better, the body composition yeah. is better, whatever it is, right? There's some measure of progress. And I think that matters a lot. I think it's a mistake to not pay attention to that at all, because it, it is easy to do something that's not really worth your time or isn't, you know, the right stimulus for your body or something so i i want to pay attention to that but i was so i was just every single day i'd wake up i would check my ketones i would check my blood sugar i would check all the metrics that my watch gives me and heart rate variability every workout that i did which was pretty much every day it was i'd look at the numbers what's my average pace what's my average heart rate how much did i lift is it better or worse or whatever and the the problem with that was that it it started to make me feel a little crazy because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't figure out, you know, just silly as it is, you know, I get a score on my Garmin watch for my sleep, you know, your sleep score. It's from zero to a hundred. And so you wake up and you're like, if your sleep score is 40, you're like, oh no, I slept bad. Like, even if I don't feel like I slept bad, the this says that I did. I'm like, oh no, I have a low score today. I did something wrong. And if you if they get a score of 95, I'm like, whoa, I did so good. I got a great score on my sleep. But it started to drive me nuts because it just felt like sort of randomness. And I would I would think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the stuff right. I'm gonna start reading a book and do nothing stimulating two hours before bed, and I won't think any bad thoughts and I make sure all my food is eaten early, all the things. And then I wind up sleeping really poor, at least by the numbers, sleeping poorly. And I'm like, oh no, what did I do wrong? And then other times right. I have a great sleep score. Sometimes my lifts will go up, sometimes they don't. It just started to drive me nuts. And so I think what I've kind of settled on is that I want things to improve as a, as a general trend. I do want to make sure that I'm doing what I can, but having to accept that there is just this unpredictable chaotic series of things all mingling together like the butterfly effect for my body and my mind and everything like that's just kind of how it is and so on any given day you know i'm gonna show up and go do my workout or do the run and some days are really good and some days aren't but if it's not it's not it's not worth the attention trying to hyperanalyze every little thing because I feel like I've just gotten as much as I can out of that. And as long as right. the the big trend is in the right direction, it's not worth worrying about. So Exactly. There's this I feel like I've probably brought this up before, but there's this thing in art or this thing in one of my favorite art books. Uh he talks about for the engine of a car, if you have every single bolt, you know, tightened as tight as it can, it can go how you think it, you know, would theoretically go, you know, mm -hmm. you want all your bolts tightened really tight, whatever. But if you have them too tight, things will start breaking and, and it has no room for, mm -hmm. I don't <laughs> shouldn't talk about cars, but there, there's no room for the engine to bounce around. There's no room for error. There's no space for any sort of movement, Right. And so things will break and things will be bad. It's too rigid. 
And the same thing goes for art. If you focus too much on getting the absolute perfect perspective, the perfect anatomy, the perfect everything, there's no room for the art to breathe. There's no movement. It's all too rigid. So there's this thing called dither where you have to, you know, you use all of these all of these tools, all of these, you know, theories and, and anatomy and, and all this stuff. But then you just have to kind of let go and, and mm -hmm. leave a little space for the art to breathe. And I think that goes into, you know, the day-to-day -day process that you go through is you just, yeah. you, you go through it and try not to be too rigid about it because then you just kind of break the whole thing. I've also noticed that oftentimes when i'm really focused on those little things those tiny variables that i've just obsessed over and probably not being very productive with there's often a cost where because i'm in the mindset of thinking about all these little things i'm not necessarily thinking about the big picture which is often much more important so as right. an example i was analyzing some of my lifting and one of the neat things about lifting weights or any kind of strength training is that there's a lot of different variables and all kinds of different programs. You can do heavy weights or light weights. You can pick from a million different exercises. You can do them every day or once a month or whatever. Like it's just this wide open space. And so it feels like there's so much to choose from, so many different things you could do. You start to get obsessed over, should I be training heavy? Should I be doing this kind of periodization or undulating whatever linear progression and stuff, all kinds of crazy things and different programs and people preaching one thing or another. And so I'm just getting obsessed with this. Like, ah, am I going to the right difficulty level? Am I doing the right program? But I go and I actually look back, like genuinely sit down and look back at my logs of all the workouts that I've done. And guess what? The times where I'm very consistent lifting frequently, neighbors just walked by, um, <laughs> I get, I do well and get stronger. And the times where I'm inconsistent and I keep missing workouts and I'm just not doing it that much, I don't get stronger. I usually get weaker. But you can pick one exercise, you know, squats. I don't like squats that much. They're very frustrating. And so I've just, I've gone back and forth of, I need to squat every single day. I need to do one rep max every day. I need to squat once a week. I need to do high volume. I need to do this periodization. And I've just forever been fighting with my squats. Like, oh, I just won't get better. Well, if I go back and look at my squats, half the time, th those days where I get so frustrated, like, oh man, I squats sucked again. I just, I can't get better. If I go and actually look often enough, it's like, oh, well, I skipped the last two squat sessions. So it's been three and a half weeks since I did squats before. So no wonder it's not doing well. Point being, for so much of this stuff that I'm spending a lot of time thinking about, the, the really big obvious stuff I tend to miss. And it's not that the exact type of workout doesn't matter, but I think the way to think about it is that there is this sort of ladder or or descending list of things that matter and for strength training at the very top is just how much you actually do and then maybe underneath that is how well you're eating are you getting enough calories are you getting your protein content and then maybe under that is your sleep and then under that is 
you know, the total volume and then under like it, it really gets down into the weeds pretty quick, but the stuff at the bottom is very easy to overthink and obsess over where the big stuff, there's just not that much to think about. It's like the bike shed principle kind of, or just mm -hmm. how consistent you are with your workouts. It's not the kind of thing that you can spend hours and hours on the internet obsessing over and reading opposing opinions on how consistent you were with your program. That's just, that's just a thing. It's, there's nothing to talk about there, but it is the most important thing. So I, like a parallel for art would be just doing it and showing up or, yeah. you know, like the, just the really obvious stuff that's so obvious you can't even talk about it. Well, that was also kind of what I've been learning is, oh, when I do art, I have art to post and share and things start happening right when i sit there and plan and try to come up with you know big ideas and stuff weirdly i have nothing to show and nothing happens so yeah exactly so on a on a weird health side note the last maybe three weeks i've been having this really bad wrist pain and arm pain mm. and it's just like really bad. Like, you know, do I have carpal tunnel bad? And I've been kind of afraid to research into it too much. You know, just the the cliche coward things, sure. you know, yeah. okay. I don't want to look. Uh, but it hasn't gone away. It's been like three weeks. So I've I've been trying. There's so many things that could be causing it. And I'm not really sure what it is but one big thing that stood out is at work i have this giant cintiq and a tiny desk so when i when i have to type i have to lean over my cintiq and, and type like this which is awful and that hurts my hand a lot and then you know there's actually drawing on the cintiq which recently i switched to this other tablet by xsense labs or whatever and it works okay if you need a review but the the pressure sensitivity was was different and I couldn't figure out how to change it for a while. So I, I was having to press down really hard. And I think that's when it started happening. I've fixed that since then, but it, the pain hasn't gone away. But I've just been looking at everything in my day to day, trying to figure out what's causing this. And I have not been able to pinpoint it. But then, you know, I'm thinking like, what is different this year than any other year? And the, the only thing that I came up with, and I don't know if this is causing it, although I'm pretty sure people would tell me that it is, and maybe it is, but this year I've been doing pull-ups every day. Mm. And I think that might be it. But I still haven't stopped. <laughs> I've just been doing a whole lot less. Uh, okay. I don't know. There doesn't seem to be any direct, you know, it's not like I do a pull-up and how right. my wrist hurts so bad. So I, I don't know if it's related, but it it could be. I need to see somebody about it. But it's just, you know, I'm, I'm attached to doing pull-ups every day. And yeah. even though it could be, you know, ending the use of my <laughs> right hand, I haven't stopped yet. So maybe I should look at the bigger picture and show yeah, out I'm going to say that's, that's you know, a great example. Just of... like even on the off chance that that's it. I should probably chill. So yeah, let's chill on the pull-ups. Maybe pick something else to do for a while. Could be fun. But then, it, uh, yeah, it's like a year-long goal. 
Uh, yeah, but the that... the point of a goal like that is to <laughs> make you healthier and stronger and you know make you better if it's gonna give you carpal tunnel i mean i would be a little surprised if it's the pull-ups because you right because i've never really heard about them causing a lot of yeah elbow pain is is very common with pull-ups that it puts a lot of pressure on your um bicep tendon and everything but your wrist is usually in a pretty neutral yeah. position it doesn't do a whole it's lot. like it's in here and then in oh. my hand so I don't Isn't know. that kind I of mean, a tennis elbowy thing? It's not my elbow. It's just like but it's in between in your... the radius. In between the radius. I'm and not. The, I'm not right going to the middle. To be a yeah. doctor here. I don't know. But... Whatever. We're not going to diagnose yeah. it or figure but it let, out. But let's let's not get a repetitive stress injury problem here. I've had two, and they are not fun. It is. Yeah. We, we can move on past this. Okay. It's probably right. drawing right. And, and typing and whatever. Yeah. I also don't type the right way. I'm full of problems. But okay. just wanted to bring up the aspect of, oh, yeah, this could be causing a lot of problems, but I'm still doing it, which yeah. is really stupid. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay. okay. How about we, we, we get into some, I don't know, what we've learned over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Let's change tack a little bit because you sort of presented this like we were going to do some reflection so i don't know if we want to do reflection or projection well, okay but what we want to get to is the future what do we do with the future yeah. what do we want out of life in the next you know six months year or so where are we headed what can people yeah. expect you know where do we want our brains at so in order to to get to that you know where are we at now in terms of some of the things we've talked about on the podcast before yeah. you know so what are, what do you think the podcast has done for you you know over the last yeah, yeah. two years that's a good way to put it so uh, having been not doing the podcast for the past four or six weeks whatever it's been i've had time to kind of go through these different things stressful situations done a lot of like i said traveling done a lot of work just trying to you know, execute on life. And with having a little bit of space since our last podcasting, it's been very noticeable and really kind of wonderful. The the things that have just sort of stuck with me that I just have changed my mental model of myself and the things that I do in certain very specific and, and, very impactful ways just recognizing uh certain traits like uh, let's say the novelty effect right we've talked about that a lot how things just feel so much more important and so much more interesting when you first discover them and there's this sort of arc where they they fall off after two weeks like recognizing that and knowing how to sort of ride that wave and expect it to end has been just something i think about all the time now I recognize how much my uh, mental state can shift both in the short term, like within the course of, you know, minutes to hours, and then also over the course of days. So in the shorter term, I have this, this arc of, you know, I start out on something and it feels like it's kind of hard to get moving. I don't really want to focus. And then if I am just 
patient and continue to sort of apply my attention to this thing, I'll start to get focused. I'll go through, you know, this increasing amount of focus until I get to this point where I get too focused. Like I can't get away from it. I lose sight of the big picture. And so understanding that arc and sort of timing it out carefully where I usually do two hour cycles of, uh, you know, start out, push the motivation train, like you put it, you know, get things moving. And then towards the end of that two hours, I stop, I have to physically separate myself from the, the stuff or else my attention will just keep coming back to it. So I got to put the laptop away, usually go for a walk, that kind of thing. That's I'll do my fitness stuff. But understanding those kind of shorter term changes where I let, I want my mind to get into a certain state and I want it to be there for a certain amount of time. But then knowing that that is limited and I need to sort of break that and reset a little bit and then go through another cycle of this thing. That has been just such a powerful way to think and operate. And it it has allowed me to really get myself into a very good state of mind every day and get real stuff done. Um, and then the longer term stuff over the course of different, like several days, you know, I, we talk so much about just the distractions, like having your phone with you all the time and that kind of thing. And I may been able to recognize how that need or compulsion for constant distraction, how that can throttle up and it can throttle down. And that usually happens over the course of a few days. Where if I'm isolating myself the way I need to and preventing myself from just constantly getting distracted, my mind calms down. And within a few days, I don't have that compulsion anymore. And then if I start getting back to that over the course of a few days, it throttles back up. So anyway, like we've talked about this stuff, but these things and many other things that we've identified and understood, they're just kind of with me now where I, I recognize them and it changes the way I operate. Not in any massive, you know, dramatic ways, but in smaller, subtler ways where I just feel, I feel healthier and I feel more effective and happier and it's just been working really well. And so I'm very happy and grateful that we've talked about all that stuff. Uh, it's, it's kind of part of my mindset now, uh, well, anyway, so that's that's what I value over the past couple years, and then I'll let yeah. you kind of have a turn. But we can talk about where we want to go from here in a second. But what what's your thoughts on that? Well, the last two years has been like intense therapy. Uh, I mean, really, I had yeah. so many. It's you know, still have plenty of problems, but I had so many problems that I had developed over the years, like all of these tense muscles, all these tense brain muscles mm -hmm. that there's just so much, so much tension in there, you know, huge problems with perfectionism and, and procrastination and mm -hmm. just the, you know, getting pulled in a million different directions, thinking that, you know, the answer lied in an instruction book, you know, Surely it didn't lie in actually doing something, but it, you know, I had to learn, you know, all the stuff in every instruction book before I could actually start doing the thing. I just had all of these misconceptions yeah. and, and weird ideas of things and having to every week kind of explain them or say them out, out loud helps me see that, oh yeah, I'm crazy. 
this doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, just being able to say them out loud kind of makes you realize, oh, this doesn't make, make sense. And so I've slowly, or we have slowly, the people that have responded have slowly helped me work through so many of these issues that I've had. And so it's been like intense therapy for me, kind of like a psychoanalysis of, of this stuff that I think. And so it, okay, for the future, I feel like where I'm at now is I was living, I am living in this house. This is a metaphor, not my actual house. Although they really do relate quite a bit. But let's say I'm, I'm living in this house. And when we started the podcast, you know, I, I came up here and I was like, hey, this house is crushing me. It's, you know, it's awful to live in this place. Everything looks awful. It doesn't spark joy. Everything's terrible. How do I make it good? And so we start looking. Oh, well, what if you repainted the walls? You know, what if you ripped off the old wallpaper and re-drywalled and then, you know, repainted them and, you know, made it look good? So I did that. Fixed, you know, perfectionism problems or whatever. And I'm like, okay, let's look at something else. So we look at the floors. We're like, okay, we can, we can make this better. So we redo the floors and then, you know, we redo the kitchen or whatever. Let's rearrange a room. Okay, perfect. So that, that all is great. All right, so now we're caught up to today where the interior of the house is pretty cool. Like, like we got this. We got all those, those fixable things. But then you walk outside and you realize, oh, the foundation is completely, you know, cracked and falling apart. And uh, even though it works for now and everything's great, there are some very... Uh, there's some much bigger decisions in your life to be made in order for your, your quality of life to improve. So where I'm at now is, you know, I have fixed so much of my day-to-day stuff, of my overall mentalities, of, you know, or just weird dead ends of perfectionism and whatever. And now, after sort of seeing, you know, or, or experiencing what I love, like the stuff that I'm doing now, like, oh, I really love this. When you realize what it is you like, all the things that you don't like and aren't working start to become emphasized and a much bigger deal. Like, oh, I don't enjoy this other thing at all now because I know where I want to be. And so I, I think in the future hopefully the near future, I have to start making some bigger uh, life decisions that are, are a little bit out of the, out of the, the reach or the qualifications of the, the things that we have talked about so far. You know, I have to pick up and move to a different house. You know, I have to fix the foundation or I have to do these bigger life decisions and stop just focusing on, you know, my day-to-day stuff. Um, it basically went through all this therapy, you're like, awesome. And then you realize, you know, this tower that I wanted to climb, I'm still at the base of it, just looking at it. But I feel a little bit, or I feel a lot more equipped to climb that tower, you know, make something of my art, you know, do this scary stuff. I feel more equipped. I have better equipment. I know the path better, I think. I don't know. I, 
I know a little bit more about what I want to do. Now I actually have to climb this giant structure in front of me. And that's kind of where I feel like I'm at right now. So, I, I okay, I guess where this is headed is we have discussed for the last two years, mostly, not every single episode, but for the most part, what we've been focused on is the the sort like how to improve yourself and you know how do you improve in general and anything mm -hmm. and just these small little things that you can do to make that much easier and better but i think we've both kind of gotten to the point where we feel like we got this kind of you know the day-to-day -day stuff we feel pretty comfortable now and at, at this point, it's more about just doing it. So, so instead of focusing on the same stuff we've been focusing on, we want to kind of branch out a little bit. I mean, how many times can I just say, oh, I'm working on a painting? You know, I mean, like, like yeah. it doesn't stay yeah. interesting. I mean, it's the same stuff. I'm working on yeah. a painting. I'm trying to make more art. I want right, to be right. better, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's the same stuff. We've conquered a lot of the bigger issues. And I think we might become a bit repetitive if we keep talking about, you know, just how to improve yeah. this, this kind of thing. So I think for our next season, we want to branch out a bit. Um, so I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for lining that up for me um well let's back up for a second because i don't know if okay i don't know if my house situation is the same maybe it is i don't know i i relate very much to your the way you presented this and that it it feels like we've got a lot of stuff fixed where i mean i i feel like i can go through a 24-hour cycle in a very healthy way that I'm satisfied with. It's not perfect. Yeah. There's always room for improvement, but I can I can finish out and go to sleep at the correct time and fall asleep thinking, yeah, I did pretty good. I got I got the stuff yeah. done that I realistically thought I needed to and I felt pretty good about it and right? Which is yeah. that's that's an amazing accomplishment in my mind. Like I'm so happy that I'm there. Knock on wood, I obviously can always fall apart waluigi effect and so on but feels good yeah so yeah there is this question of okay what is what is next um i feel like the big decisions that you're alluding to don't don't say them <laughs> I, I have to be vague on purpose okay like, no i know and uh, yeah <laughs> but i i get it and i think probably most people get it for me i don't know that i'm quite in the same boat i don't know that i have these big decisions that i'm wrestling with although maybe i'm just not there where i can see them yet uh, but when I think about the value that we've had over the past couple of years, or the value that I've gotten from this, part of it has been the things that we've talked about, creating these new models and, and changing and developing my understanding of myself and whatnot. But yeah. a big part of it has not been that. A big part of it has just been the fact that every week-ish, we show up and we have to talk about something. And it has, I mean, we aren't a wine about the world podcast. I mean, we, we do that sometimes. We do a but, lot of whining. But. Sure. But the, 
the general thing is that is sort of this self, I mean, I hate to say self-improvement because that sounds so lame, but that is what we are. It is a self-improvement focus. So just having to show up and have an hour-ish long conversation about stuff we're dealing with and trying to find better ways of living life, that's been immensely valuable. And so there's a big part of me that just thinks, I don't even know exactly what I want to talk about, but I know that I want to talk. I mean, yeah. if to call it therapy is probably pretty appropriate, but I think some some big part of the value here going forward is just going to be to show up to therapy and talk about it no matter what the situation is. So in a way that sounds lame, but in another sense I think it's really freeing because it at least in my mind right now for the next year or season of the podcast whatever we could kind of talk about anything and i think that's going to be pretty worthwhile to me because half the point is just to talk about stuff so i like the idea of just kind of looking for things that are interesting and interesting to talk through in fact some of the the shows that we've done in the past that I remember the most are the ones that weren't really self-improvement focused. We talked about uh, AI a couple times and I, mean, I know everybody's talking about that and has been for a long time now, but that was still just a really interesting thing to get into. Um, I, there's just conversations like that about something that's kind of just outside of what we've been doing that winds up being really interesting. And I think a lot of times you can find inspiration from stuff that, you you weren't looking for inspiration. You just kind of find something interesting and valuable just because you're out there looking and just trying to find interesting things. Yeah. And okay. My house metaphor was, it seemed like it was a problem to focus on the, the painting and the floors and whatever. Um, but okay. It's not a perfect metaphor. I was just trying to say sort of, I think some of the, the fixing all the small stuff has led to me thinking about some of the bigger things. And that's kind of where I'm at is See, here's, okay. here's where I would fork off from your metaphor. So I like everything okay. and you walk outside and then you see the foundation. You're like, Oh no, the foundation's crumbling. Okay. So rewind, same stuff, new drywall, <laughs> paint, everything, walk outside and then my reaction is, whoa, there's an outside. Let's go check it out. Like now that the house is okay. Okay. All right. Let's go see what else is out there because I'm I no longer feel like my house is on fire and that's the only thing I have any capacity to deal with. You know, before I'm struggling just to make it through life. And now it's like, hey, it's it's at least for now, it's okay. So maybe let's start the yard work. Yeah, or let's work on the yard not. a bit. <laughs> that, or maybe let's walk down to the lake and see what's going on there and go fishing. It's like just... Okay, I that's mean, much maybe better. It's, yeah, maybe yeah. it's work, but maybe it's also just exploring a little bit and seeing what seeing what can be done. That is Yes, that's better. I agree. Okay. So I think we are in a place now where we want where we are more likely to choose user submitted uh topics <laughs> we're, we're just kind of 
let's experiment for the next season. Let's just have some fun. Let's choose topics that are just random and weird. Uh, two topics that we came up with, like we were talking the other day, and we're like, okay, just list something random. We're like, coffee. <laughs> we could do an episode on coffee. We're like, what's something else? We could do an episode on true crime. Uh, just talk about true crime. And, and you, you know, might aliens, be able to guess or, who picked which topic, but but yeah, whatever. Just really branching off into really anything, um, yeah. except for diet. I don't want to talk about health stuff. Sorry, which is I'm frustrating not... to me because that has been like this massive. I've been doing I don't care keto for like a year. I've been, I mean, stabbing myself with a needle to check my ketones. I can't do it. It over you can't talk times about. So far. You can't talk about diet or nutrition without going, you know, without a disclaimer after every or before every single sentence, you know, and I just I can't handle that. The same reason why I don't want to talk about, you know, I don't know, religion or politics or something. Just, it does feel like you know, it, it is the level of religion. You know, it doesn't work for everyone. Everyone needs to find their own way. You know, different things are right for different people. It's like I can't say that every two sentences, but um other than other than that it's it's on my mind so much though maybe we could find some kind of loophole where i'm gonna do that but i think after a couple it's been two years i think you should allow me one one little you know hey here's here's i'm not getting canceled over you know you eating meat or something whatever (laughs) said too much (laughs) but uh, Fine. Any topic, I think, is on the table. Right. I could be convinced okay. of pretty much anything. Except for diet. <laughs> Aliens is fine, but not diet. Okay, my computer's going to shut off in eight minutes. Yeah, okay. So that's what we're doing. We're just going to talk about whatever the hell we want. Is that the idea? Yep, pretty much. Okay. Cool. Anything else to add? All right. Well, thanks everyone for sticking with us for two years now. And we are, in fact, coming up on the 100th episode, we think. And we'll either do something special for that or forget about it entirely. <laughs> so sorry for being gone for a while, but we did need a little bit of a break and we had some stuff going on. But we should be back. And I'm pretty excited about season five, I guess. So yep. thanks for hanging. And please, if you have stuff you want to hear us talk about or things you're interested in let us know like dan said we're probably more willing than ever to take suggestions so thanks a lot see you next week